So St. Catherine of Siena, from uh, quite a young age, from about the age of 16, she joined, joined the Third Order of the Dominicans. But even prior to that, she was sort of drawn to a quite a contemplative life as a very young woman and uh, spent uh, quite a few years just uh, praying in a sort of very kind of contemplative existence and then felt the call to go out and uh, to break with that because she developed a sense of that being able to retreat to the deep sense of that place of communion with God in her heart and so that she can encounter the world uh, with that, the heart, what she talks about, the fire of the passion of love in her heart uh, for Christ, but also God's love for the world. And uh, as we know, in time, she had an enormous effect on the church. She actually wrote to uh, Pope Gregory the Eleventh, asking him a number of times to return back to Rome because there'd been a schism in the church and the popes were... Um, Kind of banished to France, and uh, she she was a, a young religious woman, calling on the Pope to now take hold of his authority and come back and lead the Church from Rome. She also wrote to all sorts of political leaders and uh, people in religious institutes, um, calling people to a life of holiness, but calling people to um, act in justice and according to God's uh, plan and grace in their lives. She um, was a woman who knew profoundly a love for the church. She, she often had the image of the church as, a, as the bride of Christ, but her face being besmudged by the corruption and sins of the church. So in many ways, St. Catherine of Siena is being rediscovered in these days as a woman doctor of the church being discovered again in these days where there's great scandal in the church, that she's uh, being rediscovered in through her writings and particular dialogues that talked about that talks about the, um, the beauty of the church but also the sinfulness and the way to be um, purified and particularly amongst the clergy, while she has a great respect for the, the clergy and the um, leaders in the church, she also brings a pretty powerful message of, in her day of um, calling people back, calling the clergy back from their corrupt ways, uh, from their hypocritical ways, back into a life of holiness, of serving the people and laying down their life for the people. She was never tempted to leave the church in all the crises that she spoke into and had to mediate in. She was never tempted to leave the church because she knew that it was the presence of Christ in the world and she had a deep love for that and was prepared to lay down her life and pour out her life um, to, in, in some senses to imitate Jesus in her love for the church and for the mission the church has to bring God's saving love to the world. So we pray in these days that as we come into the Eucharist for that love in the heart of St. Catherine of Siena, more than a love, it's a, she talks about it being a divine fire, a passion deep in the heart that's placed within all of us from our baptism.
So as we come into the Eucharist this morning, uh, we may at times be heavily laden and burdened. We may feel the trials of uh, being a witness to Christ and particularly with the scandals in the church, but knowing that it is the bride of Christ and Jesus will bring about renewal and restoration and purification of his church. And we are each called to be part of that, to grow in holiness and to grow in that same, defire, same fire and passion in the heart of Jesus, not only for the church but for the whole world.